This is Cyber Defense Radio with your host and cybersecurity expert, Gary Malefsky. Gary brings to you another globally recognized cybersecurity executive in the hot seat today. Sitting in my hot seat today is a great CEO, co-founder of TX1 Networks. It's Terrence Liu. And guess what? TX1 is TXONE.com or TX1, TXONE dash networks.com. Either one will get you to his amazing website. Great company. Terrence, welcome to the hot seat. Hi, Gary. Very nice meeting you again. Yeah, great to see you. Now, Trend Micro helped kick you guys off your early stage. Uh, you were incorporated in uh, 2019. So you guys have, in these past few years have been doing some amazing things from the edge to the endpoint. Tell us about it and any partnership arrangement or technology arrangement you have with Trend Micro that you'd like to share with our viewers and listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we are excited because OT cybersecurity has become a very big thing, especially, you know, it, uh, we experienced the, the, the warm propagation breaches event back to 2016, 2017, right? And from 2019 and 20, now every month we've been witness, you know, uh, big manufacturers or uh, critical infrastructure operators being attacked, being hacked, being breached. So uh, this has become a very serious problem. And at TX1, we understand um, the OT environment or ICS environment is very different from IT, right? I mean, OT is like different animal, different world. So OT customers, they need a specialized weapon, specialized security product to address their issues. And also, they also have a very much limitation, for example, uh, OT uh, assets could be equipped with legacy operating system. Maybe they don't have internet access to get the update. Maybe uh, uh, they don't have enough computing power, right, to do a lot of uh, inspection. And uh, the maturity, the maturity of their cybersecurity awareness and uh, a human resource could be different from company to company, right? So at the TX1, uh, we actually craft three products. And those products are for number one, um, endpoint inspection to check uh, whether an uh, uh, asset has been hacked. And mm -hmm. number two, endpoint protection, you can consider is industrial level antivirus software. And the last but not least is network defense, which is our industrial uh, IPS or industrial firewall product to secure the network. So our three product actually across or 360 degree to protect the life cycle of an OT asset. Our, the whole TX1 product focus is to protect the asset, the uh, mission critical asset. Uh, in the beginning to make sure uh, when the asset are brought into the factory to the shop floor, uh, it, its integrity is good configuration is good. And uh, our endpoint protection software could not only protect uh, the asset from being breached by malware, it also can in advance to preserve the mission critical, uh, the mission critical applications because our uh, software can recognize those applications. And our uh, network box can not only 
uh, provide micro segmentation, virtual patching, it can further to analyze the network traffic and understand what kind of protocols and what kind of control command being communicated between the uh, OT devices. So in short, uh, we, we cover from the endpoint, the network, the applications, and uh, from the life cycle, when the asset has been brought in, uh, in, in like a staging period or in the production period. That's what we do. So you've got some real intelligent behavioral analysis going on in your IPS technology. You've also got some endpoint technology that have you developed your own wrapper around or enhanced uh, Trend Micro's engine? Yeah, exactly. I mean, why, um, you know, some customers, they, they have had antivirus deploy in OT, but not so effective mm. because their antivirus software need, you know, signature like a pattern update, but they couldn't have it, right? Because they, they don't have the internet access uh, in the shop floor. Mm. So, um, so actually it looks like they have the protection, but in fact, they don't. And we do the uh, antivirus with our uh, AI and machine learning way. So we use behavioral based detection to catch the malware. But you know, when people talk, uh, talk about the behavioral based detection, uh, you worry about um, like a false positive. How about you know, your OT applications being categorized by anti-malware said, this is a normal application and they kill it. <laughs> and so that, that, that interrupt the operation, right? And defeat the purpose. So um, at TX1, we work with our partner, with our customer. We try to collect uh, as many as possible those uh, uh, mission critical OT applications. So we can recognize these applications. So number one, we don't need to scan these applications so we can save the very precious CPU power. And number two, because we know them, we recognize them. So uh, we, we will not uh, have the false positive again against these mission critical applications. Can we go through some sample um, places this works? For example, one of the first OT breaches or SCADA or ICS breaches was Target and they went through their HVAC or their air conditioning system, which is a perfect example of operational technology, right? What does the air conditioning have to do with the internet? Nothing. But why does it have internet access or why, you know, so we've enabled a lot of old fashioned uh, technology that was meant for uh, whether it's air conditioning or water supply or, you know, moving the rods in and out of a nuclear facility in the reactor. There's so many things that are operational technology, uh, you know, steel, steel manufacturing plants with OT technology on the steel floor. Uh, so many places, power grids, uh, you know, about the colonial pipeline. These are places that are at super high risk right now because of what uh, cyber criminals, nation states, are they trying to ransom them? What are they doing at OT? Is this serious like cyber warfare going on? Yeah, of course, of course. So you have different, um, let's say, um, you know, threat actors, right? And they, they, they are after different purposes. It could be money, right? It could be just to make, you know, some noise. And like uh, make you um, be um, like uh, uh, afraid of something, right? I mean, so we 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 see very uh, different cases. 
<laughs> but but uh, today it all starts with reason well. Mm. So let's say if if um it's like our evil, right? I mean, very uh uh infamous, notorious uh hacker group. Um, they just been called by uh Russia government, and uh, you know they they are after money, right? But in many cases, um, you know, we identify that uh, the uh, threat actor is uh, was actually uh, you know after just to make some noise and try to make people, you know, afraid of, you know, uh, this kind of uh, um, uh, cyber uh, cyber security breaches and et cetera. They try to use ransomware and they send you a note, note said they want the money, but they don't really want the money. I mean, you can even tell, right? For, for, for those uh, cyber criminals, because if money is the focus, no matter how successful the attack was, Asking for money is their first priority. But for those terrorists, you know, they do a lot of bad things, but they leave a small note, right? Could could easily be categorized as a spam in the spam folder. So if you don't see any message or the message is not so clear, maybe it, it's 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 not about the money. Would you call it a the use of ransomware for distributed denial of service attacks? You know, taking down intranets or or you know, operational technology taking down companies and governments and organizations and municipalities that are providing services. And so they'll fake that they're using the ransomware to get money, but by deploying ransomware properly, which is evil, they end up taking down a whole network. And, and now you have people offline, for example, nhs.gov.uk, the um, WannaCry didn't seem to be, it seemed to be nation state to me because you know, they didn't make a lot of money. I don't know what they made, but they took down 1,400 computers in a healthcare system. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I mean, so um, in our experiences, sometimes it's, it's uh, about um, like a critical infrastructure operators, but in other cases, it's just, uh, you know, famous enterprises. And uh, sometimes it's about money. Sometimes it's, uh, it's about just a, Distributing the, you know, the the very uh, worry atmosphere for the people, and especially right now we are in, uh, we have the warfare right in Europe, and uh, so a lot of active activities is, is going on. And if you think about, you know, last year, uh, one you know the water company in Florida, right, and their water being poisoned by hackers, right, and so um. Gosh, it's a lot of things going on here. How would TX1 have handled this? And what would you recommend to a municipality who may be the next target, another water company? What would you tell them to do right away? And what would TX1 do for them? Yeah, so I think, so number one, um, after investigation, uh, hackers get into the water company through the VPN. And I think that's because uh, a lot of credential being stolen, right? Uh, this and that, because uh, many people don't have uh, the good uh, uh, habit, which means they don't change the password frequently and they use the same password everywhere. But, you know, we cannot just rely on the procedures, right? You have uh, so-called uh, um, TTP, which is technology and procedure. So you, you, you I, I think the technology is the last defense for this kind of things when procedure for short. So at the TX1, I think 
how we can help them is with our uh, networking technology, we can learn the network behavior and uh, we can propose a network widest, which means we can, uh, we, can, we can define only a certain asset at a certain time period can you know, change um, or you know, change the, the proposition of the water or change the, 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 the time to distribute how much percentage of the chemical and et cetera. So, so with this kind of um, policy in place, it will um, significantly aid, uh, aid and increase the difficulty for hackers. Because right now, most of the controllers, you know, they don't have any um, authentication being in place, which means if the hacker is sitting in the OT environment, they can simply send a control command without a protocol, maybe a Modbus, and the controller just uh, you know <laughs> take the command and change um, the water. I mean, add more uh, chemical than it should. But with our technology, we can you know restrict only certain time, certain device, or you know certain user can do that. While other people can maybe just read uh, the configuration, read the the parameter, but not change them. So. Um, we call this technology foresight strike. So basically it's about uh, digital trust. We, we learn about the network traffic and we build a trust list and then uh, we enforce the policy. That's how we do this. So Terrence, you're talking about time-based security, AI and machine learning, zero trust. Uh, you've, you've done a lot of incredible things for operational technology that other companies never thought about. You're an innovator in this space, all the way down from the edge and the, you know, the cloud protection, all the way down to a USB stick. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, because, so, so we, we call this about uh, OT zero trust. So, so zero trust is, is a big thing in cybersecurity because their traditional war is dissolving. But I think the definition of zero trust uh, in uh, is different in between IT and OT. Because in IT, zero trust is more about authentication. I think our customers care more about operation than anything. They, they want to have operational resilience. But today, operation is carried out by asset. So you think about the autonomous operation. It's a lot of asset to talk to the asset. But if one of uh, your asset has been hacked, has been compromised, then the whole operation could be ruined, could be interrupted. So that's why we talk about, we want to protect the, uh, uh, the mission critical asset. Um, you know, when the asset being brought in the shop floor and all the way to the production and even maintenance. And we do that with three of our product. And the first one, is we call the portable security. It's a and it's a malware inspector, but in USB form factor. That's very interesting. Just just like this. this just carry wherever cool. you go. You've got the latest and greatest malware inspector sitting on a USB stick. Can you? Does it need updates? Do you update it before you bring it to the to the device that needs to be inspected? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because this is just a USB stick, so you just plug this this USB stick to whatever computer can access internet. So the USB can update itself. 
and then you bring the USB to uh, the targeted devices and the scan. So we have different use cases like in pharmaceutical because they have a very, very strict regulation. So they don't really want to install uh, too many software. So this uh, portable security thing is actually this. They just plug in, scan, and pull off. So they don't need to install anything. Or what, what uh, platforms, Terrence? What platforms are covered? Is it all of the of the Windows flavors or other platforms? Yeah, it, it's a poor majority of the Windows, all the way from Windows XP, Windows 2000 to modern Windows, and the, the major Linux distributions as well. But the 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 um the other very popular use cases is about supply chain security. So like a semiconductor companies, you know, um they now have there is a new standard called E187. Mm -hmm. So E187, uh, they ask the supplier of the semiconductor machine, which is very expensive, to make sure when they deliver the machine, it's virus free. Mm. So Without portable security, they have to install antivirus onto the machine, do the scan, print out the report, and then uninstall the antivirus again. But with the portable security, it's just a plug-in. What are you seeing on the cloud side and on the IPS side on the kind of big enterprise scale side? Yeah, so at TX1, we focus uh, protect the shop floor and uh, the level zero to level two on any kind of uh, ICS points. So um, what we do is, you know, after make sure the assets are legitimate and uh, healthy when they get into the shop floor, we have both endpoint protection and the network protection. And our network protection products are either centralized like a one U or two U uh, or uh, distributed, which is like a wallet size. Because, you know, Gary, um, the, 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 the party who is in charge of OT security could be either security team or IT team or asset owner or like a production IT team, right? You have many different parties and in different companies, it's different, you know, it could be different. So like a, if it's IT in charge of OT security, they actually don't really want to, you know, number one, install anything onto the asset because they don't want to touch the asset. And number two, they prefer to have the solution being deployed along with the switches, like in the rack, instead of just have to go to the shop floor to the production line and deploy the protection one device by one device by one device. Mm -hmm. So it's one of, um, because of the uh, the personnel, so they, they would choose this kind of, centralized technology. Mm -hmm. But if it's like an asset owner, because you know they go to the shop floor all the time, right? So they prefer more flexible way. So they buy many like a small IPS boxes. They just place these boxes with uh, wherever they want. So um, all some, some customers, they have like a mixture. They have a centralized way along with the distributed way. It depends, but all our solution are same uh, are the same. They provide micro segmentation. They provide virtual patching. You know, shield those vulnerabilities which <laughs> the uh, asset owner never patch. And uh, the third thing is they monitor the network behavior, detect detect the network behavior 
at the build or trust list and then enforce it. Yeah, people don't even know what, for example, if you look at the Carbon Act breach that happened in Russia, they don't even know their ATM machines are running Windows, like Windows NT version 4 or something. Old versions yeah, yeah. of Windows or Windows 2000, and they're afraid to upgrade. They don't want to mess with the, you know, the physical device, even though it is running computing technology and maybe even has an internet connection, which is weird for ATM machines, but maybe it makes sense to banking. So it doesn't matter the infrastructure we're looking at. OT is everywhere. Operational technology is everywhere. And now that it's getting these internet connections, uh, we're, we're in pretty much serious risk without TX1. Yeah, so actually at TX1, uh, we always we all joke about, you know, we are actually protecting those computer systems, but they don't look like computers. You know, <laughs> in, uh, in semiconductor, it could be like a, a $30 million EUV or in the um, like a, a railway, it could be like a traffic control system, right? It, it, like an ATM you have mentioned or even post. Right, the point of sales of the retail. They mm -hmm. are computers, but they don't look like computers. So, uh, like like Gary, you mentioned, uh, from time to time, they be equipped with the um, legacy operating system. Actually, uh, in many of our install base, uh, Windows Seven is the most popular operating system. Wow. And you know, Windows Seven <laughs> have 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 been uh, you know uh, end of sale and of support. And now followed by Windows 8, so um, it's a, it's a bigger problem. So if you think about uh, IT, right, you have the latest operating system, you have the antivirus software running, or EDR running on every laptop, and you have all the protection like anti-spam, WAF, IPS in the perimeter, and you still got hacked. So think about OT. You use the same computer, use the same. Uh, networking technologies, but there's no protection. So at the TX1, um, we really focus on providing the protection technologies to cover the 360 degree of the mission critical asset. Is there anything that you'd like to share with our viewers and listeners that we haven't yet covered today? Right now in, in some of the vertical, um, the uh, large enterprises are asking uh, their supplier to make sure that the deliverables are legitimate. And top on that, they also demand their supplier to have proper cybersecurity defense. So um, I think that will become more and more popular practice. And in this industry, we need to work together because this is so new, but hackers are so bad. So uh, we have to work together hand in hand. That's great advice. And TX1 is a market leader at ICS or OT, Operational Technology Cybersecurity, from the tiny portable USB stick from any endpoint to the edge to the cloud. You've got great solutions. You guys are an innovator. You've been originally founded and backed with help from an amazing company, one of my favorite, Trend Micro, uh, a market leader. And uh, you're doing your own innovations with AI and machine learning and just pushing the envelope to get one step ahead of the next threat. So for that, I really want to thank you for this wonderful hot seat interview. It's been great to catch up with you. I hope we can do this again another time soon. Of course. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Terrence. And then folks, uh, go to his website. You've got to go to his website. 
www.tx1.com or tx1-networks.com. You've been listening to Cyber Defense Radio. Stay tuned next time for another amazing and informative episode. CyberDefenseRadio.com is proudly part of the Cyber Defense Media Group, where InfoSec knowledge is power. Cyber Defense TV and Cyber Defense Radio have launched 24 by 7 by 365 live streams. Visit them online today at cyberdefense.tv and cyberdefense.radio with your host and globally recognized cybersecurity expert and my good friend, Gary Malewski. <laughs> <laughs>